I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. Today's guest is Lewis Morris, and he's the host of the Heart Matters podcast. He's also a relationship coach who is lovingly known as the Les Brown of Relationships. Attention all singles. Did you know that finding love on Clubhouse is a thing? Well, it is. It's a real thing. And in this week's episode, Lewis will share how he found love on Clubhouse and how you can too. In fact, Lewis and I feel so strongly about helping others to find love on Clubhouse that we've even created a club together called the 90-second pitch to get hitched on Mondays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse. When we come back, Lewis will share his expertise about relationships and love and how to find the right person to complement your life. He'll also teach us how to get your relationship groove back through spirituality, love, intimacy, and trust. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Not many can say they're living their childhood dream. Fortunately for Lewis Morris, He's living the dream. Since he was a teenage boy from Newark, New Jersey, Lewis has been the source of relationship advice for his neighborhood friends. After becoming a life coach in 2018, Lewis turned his passion for helping people with matters of the heart into a career. Lewis's mission is to help others who want to work through their relationship issues. He also assists singles who have been through a divorce, breakup, lost their companion, or struggled in the past. As a relationship coach, Lewis brings a non-judgmental ear, calling on his perspective as a man and son raised with four sisters and a very wise spiritual mom. He supports his clients by helping them address their relationship issues from the inside out. Along with coaching, Lewis is a published author, writes a weekly blog, has a branded Amazon shop, and hosts his podcast, The Heart Matters, which offers relationship tips and advice and exciting interviews with smart and driven guests. Without further ado, welcome to Shot at Love, Lewis Morris. Hi, Lewis. Hey, how you doing? You all right, Karen? I'm all right. I'm all right. So, Lewis, tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you found yourself as a relationship coach. Okay, so I'm from uh, Newark, New Jersey. If anybody knows about that, that's, you know, that's the hood, as they say, that's the ghetto. <laughs> so I'm from there. And at 13, people in the neighborhood just started, you know, asking me questions about relationships, mainly people, you know, around my age, 13, 14, 15, around there. So they would ask me stuff like, you know, my boyfriend's not spending enough time with me. How do I get him to spend more time with me? Or, you know, I like this girl, you know, what what could I say to her to get her to like me? You know, stuff like that. And then as I got older, older people started asking me these, you know, questions about relationships and stuff like that. So I just figured it was a gift. You know, so I just, you know, I just went with it. You know, I didn't I didn't go against it. So then I just, you know, got my certification, you know, in 2018, you know, a couple of years after I started the Heart Matters podcast, got my certification. And then I just started doing the uh, relationship coaching thing and I've been doing it ever since. It's a blast. <laughs> it is fun. So now. You say that dating is information and entertainment. Can you explain why you believe this to be true? Yeah, because you don't you don't want to make it like a job interview. However, it technically you know it is a job interview because you're interviewing a person 
who you don't know whether you would like that person to be a part of your life or not. So, but you, but dating is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to have fun on dates. So you have to have a mixture of the two. So, you know, you, you banter about, you know, small talk and everything like that. Then every now and then you sprinkle in a question of substance, you know, uh, one that I like to recommend that people ask is, ask the person why they're dating, you know, ask them, you know, and like body language is a real thing. I, you know, I wouldn't suggest that you do that over the phone, you know, I, you know, either do it, you know, where you can see the person on a Zoom call or, you know, on IG or something like that, or in person was, you know, which would be better, but something where you can see the person's reaction to the questions that you're asking. But that's one of them that you should ask, you know, why are you dating? Because you can get a lot from them. And that's all it is, just entertainment, information, you know, you're gathering intel, you know, like that. Okay. It's, it's about data. That's, you know, that's what a date is. It's about data. <laughs> right, right. You're yeah. gathering data. So you want to that's see right. them. You're gathering data. I like that. Now, you also want to make it like fun and... You also want to ask these important questions when you're face-to-face or on a Zoom call so that if they look away or look down or shift in their seat or get uncomfortable, you know you've got an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's, that's ex- yeah, that's exactly right. Because the body, you know, when, when it's uncomfortable, it, it gives signs that you ask an uncomfortable question or you you ask the question that they don't really want uh that they don't really want to answer or something that they're really sensitive about now once you do that then you can get into why that's the case you know why did that make you uncomfortable why did you ask that things like that but the point is is that you should ask sprinkle some important questions in there because it's important right and people are afraid to ask for what they want, and they don't do a good job vetting people, and then they, they find themselves with someone who isn't serious, you know, and wants a situationship. And then it's a complete waste of time, and it's super frustrating. So you, ha- you have to ask and gather the data, like you said. So I love that. Now, as a relationship coach, you've learned a lot. What do you think are some of the most common mistakes people make either, why don't we say in dating first? Mm. Okay, all right, so I was on a call this, uh, today with a, another relationship coach. Okay. Right, and she uh, she's also a wedding planner. <laughs> what a combination, <laughs> huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so she said, this is what she said, and this is not the first time I've heard this, I've heard this before. She said that a lot of couples are focusing on the ceremony and not the marriage. So when they're at the ceremony, right, everything's like flashy and stuff like that. And people are taking pictures and they got their phone out and everything. And then she said that you'll see the couple, like they'll like be dancing for a minute, you know, just for the cameras and stuff like that. And then, you know, after they finish dancing and everything, you see the groom over there and the bride over here. You know, like, where's the connection? You know, so my point is, is that when you're in the 
so-called vetting phase. You should really uh, establish a strong connection because this is the person that you want to spend a long period of time with. Hopefully, you want to get married to, be in a long-term relationship with. So if you if you don't really like the person enough to where you want to be around them, why are you in the relationship? Right. I, you need to find you need to find this out. You need to find this out while you're in the dating process, not after you, you know, he proposes and you say yes. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a good time for you to, you know, to you for you to figure that out. You should figure that out beforehand. You know, so when she was saying that, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, well, wow, why didn't they figure that out before they actually got married? You know, and another woman, uh, she's a wedding photographer. She says that half of the people that she's uh, taking photos of, couples, they're divorced now. Yeah, more than half. More than half? Yeah. That's sad. Well, that's it is sad, but... The divorce rate is high. So, and I know, I know it at the wedding who's going to make it. I know it when I'm photographing them. And it's sad. All this money and all this time. And a lot of the times the couple doesn't even enjoy the wedding. Okay. Well, what, I mean, what is that about? What, you know, can, can you shed a little bit more light on this? For me, what is all of that about? Well, I guess I think a lot of people feel, especially when they're younger, that they've got to get married and have the house and the kids and the dog and all these things. And they feel a tremendous amount of pressure to have that and do that. And they and they have the pressure from the families. And they think it, oftentimes it can happen quick or or they're pushed along because they have to relocate for a job or... Or all their friends are getting married, so they think they're going to get married, too. Like, I don't know. And they find the wrong person. Or the other thing, too, when you're younger, you're not the same person you are in your 20s. You're not the same person that you are in your 30s. And you're not the same person that you are in your 40s. You're always changing and evolving. And then you throw in things that happen, whether it's an illness or you're just not happy in your job anymore or there's a pandemic. Life is difficult. And people's Values change and what they want changes. You saw this happen big time. Relationships did not withstand the pandemic. There was so much divide in this country and everything. And and people are like, you know what? I'm for this. I'm for that. And then that doesn't align. And the couples just lose respect for each other. And they fall out of love. And they want. they figure out they want something else. And it's just, I've seen it over and over again. So we are moving away from that superficiality that we have to have these things or life needs to look a certain way because we're all different and not all of us want to be married. Not all of us want to have, you know, say four kids or whatever. So I think we're moving away from a lot of those pressures, but it definitely exists for sure. So now, go ahead, what were you going to say? No, I'm just, I'm, yeah, this is fascinating because, you know, what I'm saying is, is that there's, there are ways to work that. And I used to, I used to advise people during the pandemic of how to survive the pandemic as a couple. 
And one of them was just space. You know what I'm saying? One of the, space is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Two people need space. You know, but if you're cooped up in a house together, you know what I'm saying, all the time because you're working from home now, you know, you need to give each other space. Maybe one of you just go for a drive or, you know, uh, you know, go to, you know, go out to the shopping center or something like this, just to give each other some space, you know, because if you're around the person all the time, it doesn't matter how much you love them, you're gonna get you're gonna get tired of seeing them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it is, you know. So there are ways to deal with uh difference and political differences. Well, that's that's another talk in, all entirely, you know, because those things should be uh, stayed away from. Those are things that couples should agree to disagree on. Right. Yeah. If one of them is a Republican and the other and the other is a Democrat, they should just like agree to disagree because politics gets really sticky. You know, I right. used to be, you know, a political junkie, so I understand the the uh, the the heatedness of it, yeah, the passion. Yeah, the passion that goes into that. I get it, you know, but certain subjects should be avoided by couples. Not because um, they can't be discussed, but there is danger in discussing them. There's danger, but there's danger, but there's also like life happening where all these small businesses are, are falling apart. All these restaurants are falling apart. Like lots of things were happening that no one planned for. And then when you have tough times, you see what kind of relationship you really have. And so a lot of times people have the honeymoon phase and they're in that and then they go to the wedding and then real life happens. And they're like, wait a minute, I don't have an equal partner here. I had this great, fabulous wedding, <laughs> but, and I had a dress, the, you know, Vera Wang dress, but I don't have someone who's going to be there for me when I get sick. And, okay. you, and you see that a lot. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that, what I'm saying is that why, and I just, I just did a, a video about this today, why is it that people don't focus on the marriage but they focus so much on the ceremony. I mean, there's so much detail and uh and planning and, and things that goes into the actual ceremony. Why don't they take that effort and energy and put it into uh learning more about one another before the before the wedding? I mean, what what is going where's this turn? Because this, you know, wasn't like that. You know, back in the 60s and 70s, people, you know, people knew each other pretty well before they got married. I don't know where that that turn came. When did that happen? You know what I'm saying? Where people yeah. stopped doing that. It's been happening for, I would say, decades because it's marketing. You know, the way to the heart is through this big ring. You know, the flashy rings or the bridesmaids in the monogrammed bathrobes. All of the marketing around the alcohol, the flowers, the dress, the hair and makeup. It's people are pushing it, marketing it, and Pinterest mm -hmm. and the images. It's it's just constantly you're seen, you're just surrounded by it. And I think social media is a place where people feel like they have to showcase this fake persona and this life that isn't real. And it's been happening for a long time. Hmm. So they get caught up in all that, 
And right. there's not enough time to focus on the relationship. And I don't think people have a lot of knowledge around relationships. It's not taught in school. And unless you have a problem, you're not going to seek out a relationship coach. Unless you have a relationship fall apart, you're not going to know anything about a dating app. The only reason why you know something about a dating app is because you've been pushed into that. And the pain of being alone has become so great that you feel that's your only way. So I think there's not enough discussions like we're having, and there's not enough information about what a healthy relationship looks like and what an unhealthy relationship looks like. Okay. All right. Well, me and Kelly, we are offering uh, pre-dating and pre-marriage coaching. Okay. So hold on. You have to. We'll have to... We have to talk about Kelly. And yeah, let's talk, so, let's so, talk about Kelly. Okay, yeah, so, I, I love her. She, she's fantastic. That's so nice. Okay, so now you weren't looking for love. No. And you joined Clubhouse this past summer. Tell me where you were personally and what prompted you to join Clubhouse. Okay, but let me let me let me rephrase that. Uh, I'm I'm all I was always looking for love. Let's be clear. I'm all <laughs> was always I was always looking for that. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is is that I wasn't looking. We had this discussion the other day, you know what I'm saying? Uh in the in the 92nd room. I was looking, but I wasn't looking. So I just happened, I went into this uh room called the gratitude room on Clubhouse. And you know, they have it every morning. So I went in. And I just started, you know, talking about what I was grateful for a couple of times. And then the, the third time I went in, I read a poem that I had written called It's Personal. And at the end of the poem, I talk about, you know, uh, finding a wife and, you know, and, and having a good life, you know, and I still, uh, oh, what's called Ramble, not It's Personal, it's called Ramble. And I say at the end of the poem that, you know, that I'm trying to find a, a, a good wife and establish a good life. And I'll still ramble on paper, but I'll whisper with her. So then one of the women in the room who had had a conversation with Kelly sent her my picture, my PTR picture, and said, look, I found you. I found your husband. <laughs> but they didn't know. They didn't know that Kelly had already looked at my profile because I had come into the room and she saw me, you know, because I wear this like red jacket which was not my idea, by the way. That was, <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what my coach told me to wear. My coach told me to get the red suit, you know, because, you know, it's a branding thing, just like you was talking about. Mm -hmm. So she saw this, so she was like, well, who's this guy with this beard with this red jacket on? You know, so she looked at my profile and read everything like that. But the women in the room didn't know that she had done that. Okay. The woman, the woman who sent her my picture didn't know that. Okay. She just sent the, she sent her the picture because they had had conversations that Kelly said she wanted to get married again, and she had talked about the qualities that she wanted her husband to have. So when I read the poem, some of those things were in the poem because poetry is kind of personal. If some of those things were in the poem, so then the woman sent her my picture and said that I think I found your husband, like that. So then I went, you know, a couple of days later, I went back in the room and I heard Kelly talking and kelly was talking about how 
she uh how her mother passed away in 2019. So I said, wow, this is interesting because my mother had passed away in 2016. So then I just messaged her and I said, listen, you know, I'm sorry about your mother. You know, my mother passed away in 2016. I said, if you ever want to talk, you know, just you know, just let me know. You know, I would love to chat with you like that. So then, like two minutes later, she sent me her number. And then after she sent me her number, two minutes later, I called her. <laughs> you know, because look, listen, if, you, if you're gonna do it, just go ahead and do it. This is this is advice for the men. I'm talking to the men now. Listen, do do what you're supposed to do, which is if you like a woman, then you pursue her. You don't chase her. Don't ch that's a there's a difference. We can talk about that. There's a difference between pursuing and chasing. You don't chase, but you do pursue, right? So I, I called and we talked for a little while, maybe for about an hour. And then, you know, we agreed to jump on a Zoom call. We jumped on a Zoom call that Friday, I believe it was. We jumped on a Zoom call that Friday and we talked for like three hours. And one of the things that I really loved about Kelly from the beginning is that I like listening to her talk. You know what I'm saying? I really enjoy listening to her talk. Even now, sometimes, you know, she's been a little grouchy the past couple of days, but, you know, you have to be patient with those kind of things. She's been a little grouchy. I don't think she's getting enough sleep. But anyway, I like listening to her talk. So then the next time we jumped on a Zoom call, we talked for like five and a half hours. So then, you know, after that, you know, after a couple more Zoom calls, I was like, look, you know, I have to like see you, you know, put, set my eyes on you, you know, look at you, you know, because I believe, you know, looking into the eyes of a person is a thing. You know, whoever coined that phrase, uh, uh, the eyes are the keys to the soul, they were on to something. Now, it probably wasn't precise, but they were on to something. So, you know, I got me a, a train ticket and I went to, uh, went to North Carolina to see it. And this is this is where we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, where we are. <laughs> so finding love on Clubhouse is a thing. It's and a thing. It's a thing. And one of your first rooms you went into was a live wedding on Clubhouse because they met on Clubhouse. So that yes. so that got your attention, and you know you have these long, passionate Zoom dates with this girl that you heard speak on Clubhouse and you decide to purchase a train ticket and and take off and go and meet her. And yeah. this is why I always say don't take that hunter position away from men. I always tell women like they've got to run the show here and it it's not fair but it's the way it goes and I didn't make this rule up. This has been happening since the beginning of time. So you proved that you liked this girl and you were going to go to another city and see her. What were your expectations? I mean, you, that was a, an investment of time. But, you know, you didn't have to spend any money because you had these Zoom dates and you met. You didn't have to join a dating app. You met on Clubhouse. So what were your thoughts? Like, what did you think? When Were you nervous? Like, did you have a good feeling that it would work out? No, I wasn't. I wasn't nervous. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, no, I'm saying why would, listen. This is no, I would have been I would have been nervous if I didn't go. Uh. Let me explain that. I'm not into I'm not into regret. 
I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with no or rejection. You know, I gave that up, you know, when I was 15. You know what I'm saying? I have a problem with regret. I don't want to be sitting somewhere three or four years from now saying, well, you know, what would happen if I went to see Kelly? That's not, I don't do that. So I would have been nervous if I didn't go. I love it. I think that's one of your best qualities that you feel like jazzed about something. You're like, boom, we're doing it. Like, let's do it. And I was in a um, clubhouse room moderating earlier today and we were talking about doing things like go live or post more on Facebook or do those things. And, uh, and so often people just, they, they hear a great idea or they get inspired to do something and then they put it on the back burner and they're like, I'll do that another time. Or instead of just taking action. And I think you are open to wherever love, I mean, she's only three hours away from you and that's not too bad, but I think people restrict themselves. Like it has to be just in a certain radius that they meet someone or they could never be open to finding love on a new app like Clubhouse, which is an amazing connector. So, so you're making it work with Kelly and the two of you guys are happy in love and you go into these clubhouse rooms and she's on clubhouse and she's got all these friends and she became truly great friends with everyone in this gratitude room so much so that they all just met and can you tell what did they do what happened yeah they had a uh, they had to get together in baltimore they had like a, a a cookout type of thing but it was raining so they had to take it inside so they like rented a venue and went inside and uh you know i i couldn't make it i had to, you know i had some business i had to take care of so but uh you know she let me see some of the people on video chat and you know chat with them and you know hopefully soon i'll get to meet them but uh yeah they just went it was like a picnic or i mean a cookout thing but it was good you know she talked to me about it when she got back and you know it was great she you know, she she's she's she she loves those people. Although she, you know, she just met him on this app. It's crazy. You know, she loved him, you know, and she met him on this app. So it's just the way it is. And Clubhouse is a, a like you said, it's a great uh, connector where you can uh, where you can actually find some authentic people. Now there are some people up there who aren't authentic. There are a lot of them. However, but you know, you know the heart the heart doesn't lie. You know, if you, you know, and I talked about this, I think I talked about it, you know, day before yesterday, I don't remember. But if you feel certain things about people, you know, if you feel good about them and you feel that, you know, they're a good person and, you know, you feel secure, you know, when they talk, you know, and when you get in their presence, you feel a sense of tranquility, then just go with that. Don't don't fight against that. But if you feel the opposite, go with that too. Don't don't deny that there's something wrong here, you right. know. But uh, I didn't feel any of that with Kelly. It was just you know, it was smooth. We just uh, we laid our cards on the table, one card at a time. That's what I mentioned to her. You know, that's a it's a it's a coaching thing. You know, where couples should lay one card on the table at a time. I'm talking about serious issues, not trivial things, not what type of toothpaste you like or, you know, yeah, you can do that later. But, you know, stuff with substance, uh, you know, do you want any kids? Uh, where would you like to live? You know what I'm saying? What are your career goals? 
you know what I'm saying? What is your family relationship like? You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been in prison? These are things that you need to talk about and discuss like right away. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so, but you can't do it in a convoluted way. There has to be like a, a, a flow to it. Right. You know, and that's what it was with Kelly and I. We would get on the Zoom calls, we would laugh, we would joke, you know, so we play, and then we would throw in these serious questions so that we could find out, you know, things that, um, deeper things about one another and find out whether we were attracted to those things or not. You know, so there's a method to it. And I call it just putting one card on the table at a time. And that's what I told her. I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to just put one card on the table at a time. We're going to discuss it like that. You know, if there's disagreement, we'll, you know, we'll work through it. You know, we can come to a resolution like that. That's what we did. You know, and uh, she's just, uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. That's so yeah. nice. So you you did these, these com- you had these conversations over Zoom in other states and you see each other what once a month and this has been going great and you're super happy and now you start to realize that people are finding love on clubhouse and i start to realize that clubhouse is a tool just like these dating apps i start to realize that clubhouse has a lot of the same problems and a lot of the same things that work on dating apps. Now, I knew and mastered Tinder because I spent hours and hours and hours of time every single day on Tinder. Well, the same things work on Clubhouse that work on Tinder. If you go on Tinder more often, you're out, you know, you're in the queue more and you have more opportunity for people to match you. If you're there daily or you're there twice a day, then you're going to have more opportunity to meet people and more conversations because new people come on flood in every day, which people don't realize. So Clubhouse is the same thing. You know, if you're on there often, then people hear you in a room. If you're in different rooms, then you are different people come in those rooms because they're interested in that. So if you run a club, then I met you because one day you stumbled into my Shot at Love club, which happens every week on Saturdays. So there you are, and you, you're interested in the conversation. And then you have me on your podcast, and then I have you on mine like I am today. And I, and I start to think, hmm, this app is incredible for connecting others. And you, like you said, you said, mentioned it in this podcast. You could hear Kelly's heart when she spoke about losing her mother. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you were drawn in. So what happens when you text people, you lose tone, you lose a lot of things. And that's why I think this audio component is so strong because it's just, it draws you in quicker. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of these superficial texts just don't really go anywhere or you're not um, prompted to even respond back because you get like a million of these texts are like, hey, hi, nothing to draw you in to, to connect. So we're like, you can hear the vulnerability in a, in a person's voice. You can hear the heart. You can hear pain. And, and we start to think, how many people are finding love on Clubhouse? Why do you feel like Clubhouse is so meaningful to you? Or why do you feel like Clubhouse is a really great tool to finding love? Okay, well, if you, if you go on Clubhouse, you're going you're, you're to go into a lot of rooms where 
of people are arguing about relationship matters. That's one reason. You go on Clubhouse and a lot of people, they go into these rooms and they're arguing about, they're angry in regard to relationship issues. They haven't addressed them properly. And then you uh, go into other rooms where people are just looking for uh, a frivolous type of thing, a situationship. You know, there's a lot of rooms like that on Clubhouse. So because my experience is different, then I know that there can be a better experience about finding a person that you're compatible with than those particular rooms. You can have a better experience than that. You just have to be intentional. You have to have good intentions and you have to be honest about what you're coming with and what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? In Clubhouse, it's excellent to do that because you, you have so many means to do it. One, you have the voice component, like you mentioned. You can talk in Clubhouse, right? You get on stage and you can talk. Also, you have the bio, where you can put in the, in the bio things about yourself, you know, where a person can read it and say, oh, this person's really interesting, like that, right? And then you have the, the other thing where you have the, you know, the back channel where you can ask a person where a guy can ask a girl that he's interested in, well, could you meet me in a separate room? And you can have like a private room with just you and that particular woman. And y'all just chat by yourselves, like a first date. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it has these components that is conducive to establishing not only relationships, but friendships and business partners and things like that. So why not use it in a positive way? There's so much negativity on Clubhouse. You know, and I've been, you know, I've went and sat in a lot of those rooms. I don't speak in those rooms because I know that I'm not going to be able to offer anything of value that's not going to be contested. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what type of room that it is. It's a room of argumentation and, and disputing. It's not about solutions. It's not solution-based. So I just go in and listen. You know, I'm doing uh uh I'm doing research. <laughs> you know, because I'm a relationship coach. So I'm 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 doing research. What you know, what are people thinking, you know, in regard to relationships? What what is this fixation with? Uh, relationships being difficult or relationships being complicated. You know, where are people getting these things from? So I do research. Right. So, but the opposite is available on Clubhouse. You just say, you just have to take advantage of it. That's all. How great would it be to find the love of your life? The man of your dreams. Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful.
Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. Right, right. And so uh, there's no secret that people hate dating apps for the most part and have a lot of frustration around the hot or not game and all the different things. You know, people just looking to hook up and all the, the typical complaints you hear. And when I started my shot at Love Room, I did not want this. I didn't want negativity. I believe that the dating apps work. I believe everyone can find love. They're worthy of love. And I don't have negative association with all this. But a lot of people do, and a lot of people don't want to learn. A lot of people are complaining what doesn't work instead of looking for solutions. So I was doing what you were doing, too. I'm noticing on Clubhouse that it's loaded with matchmakers. It's, there's relationship coaches. There's people complaining about not being able to find love. There's a lot of that. So I did not want co people coming into my club and complaining and talking about what didn't work. I wanted to figure out what can we do that will work. So we had a conversation offline and we put our heads together and we came up with a new club that we've already launched and it is been the first time was the most fun. I couldn't believe it. I got so many notes from on the back channel, how much fun it was. Everyone is just excited. So talk, tell the name of the club. It's called 90 Second Pitch to Get Hitched. That's the name of the club. It's brilliant. <laughs> you know, we, we were just talking, uh, Karen and I were just talking, and she mentioned something about a pitch, you know, where a person can come in and do it like, you know, karaoke or something. And she said they just do a pitch, you know, to uh, someone in the room. And then when she said pitch, I said, wow, wow, you're on to something. And that's how we came up with the title of the room or the club, rather, 90 Second Pitch to Get Hitched. Right. It's fabulous. It's, it's fabulous. So fun. It's so fun. So basically, it's a live audio bio. So you go up and you get feedback. And so it's a win-win anyways, because if you go on stage and you do a pitch, then you get feedback about what you, the, the words you use to describe yourself that you would use on a dating app and the words you would use to describe yourself when you're on a date. And people don't, people, we have learned a lot so far in this club how people play themselves down. They don't give themselves enough credit. They highlight the wrong things. They come across as high maintenance, as all these things that people are doing. And so then they go up, they do their pitch, and then we give feedback. And we're like, okay, they, you know, they don't, maybe they don't use humor or they don't use colorful words to describe themselves. What is going to hook somebody? What is going to draw them in? And I'm so proud of the people that come on stage and give it a try because they go for it. And it's like, you can do this. You can be in a room with a bunch of single people and do this 90 second pitch for free in your pajamas. And you can learn and listen to everybody else's pitch so that you can improve upon your pitch and improve on what you write in your bio. So 
Uh, it's been super exciting and super fun. And it's so cool how we just like organically came up with this and then we just went for it. And the feedback has been great and we're learning and we're able to help people. And now we have a club and a way that people can come back. They can do their pitch again and you never know who you're going to meet. Like we had we had the most amazing people who came in that room. And I could see people matching based on people just listening in the audience. So let's think about it. Clubhouse has 50 million users daily. More than half of them are single. So look at the opportunity once we grow it, how big this can be. It's so exciting. So what are the rules of the club? Okay, the rules are is that uh, you get 90 seconds, but you have it's better to like say your name and what you do for a living because those are you know those are things that tip, typically people want to know right offhand. So you say that, and then you just tell the you know potential mate, the person that you might find in the room, some interesting things about you that will pique their interest in 90 seconds. Carrie's going to uh, have stopwatch. And, you know, sometimes Carrie forgets to tell the people that the time is up. But, you know, we're still in the beta stage now. So then when Carrie says time, then the person wraps it up. And then uh, after we do, we haven't figured out how many people we're going to do, but maybe five after five people go or something like that, we'll say to the people in the room, uh, and this is the stage that I'm hoping that it gets to rather quickly. We will say to the people in the room, if you heard anything that you like, you know, any uh, uh, pitch that you that you that drew you in, then you know, back channel that particular person and see if they're uh, if if they're interested and like that. Right. And then uh, yeah. And once it, I think once it starts to grow, and I think it will grow. You know, then we'll we'll start doing it where we'll have people on stage, and then once they do their pitch, then we'll send them down to the audience and bring some more people up and let them do their pitch, and they'll still be in the room and they'll still be able to get you know back channel and stuff like that, and right. maybe go into private rooms with people. But you know, we just we we won't be able to have everybody on stage. You know what I'm saying? Once the room grows, we'll have to like alternate. But okay. uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do that because we can't have everybody up there. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's really, I think it's really good. And I encourage people, this is what we were doing last night. Encourage people now that we're starting the room and we have like a regular schedule, Monday and Wednesday, you know, then we then when we don't have the room, people can write their pitch out. Right. And have it ready before they get into the room. So people get up and they're like, okay, I've done this. I've raised my hand. I'm on stage. And now I get the, the, the stopwatch ready. And they, they're off and running and they start and they start saying their pitch. And then they, they'll stop themselves and say, oh, no, this is really hard to do within 90 seconds. Or I should have thought this through. Or can I start again? Can I try it again? The people who did the pitch this for the second time dramatically improved. So what we found was people have already messaged me, okay, we'll be back on Wednesday at 4. The 90-second pitch to get hitched club is on Mondays and Wednesdays at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So now people who felt that they really needed some time to work on their pitch, they'll be back on Wednesday, but they felt like if they could write it down or bullet point it, 
then they could do a better pitch. So that mm. so that was great because you know like we're we're developing it as we go. But the other thing about the club that I love so much is that no one no one knows if someone writes you or not. So everybody wins because everybody's supported in this room. And I never wanted anyone to feel like they're up on stage being like auctioned off or the last person to be picked for dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. You know, you my boyfriend was like, where'd you come up with that? Were you the last person picked? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Do I look like a dodgeball champion? No. So I never wanted anyone to feel like, you know, maybe it's this Wednesday someone comes in that club, in that room, who's your match. Or maybe it's the following week, or it's the week after. But at least you're in the game, and at least you can connect. Or at least you can find a friend. I mean, Clubhouse, there are business deals being made every day. There are new friendships being made. I have made all these terrific friends, real-time friends that I love from all over the world. And it's happening so you're finding friends, you're finding business opportunities, maybe forming business partnerships, and you fell in love. There's live weddings happening on this app. It's amazing, and it's free, and you don't have to leave your house. So what do you have to lose? That's that's part of our motto is what do you have to lose? That's how we encourage people to go up. Yeah, what do you have to lose? Nothing. 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 And then the people critiquing you are me and you, and you can't get – we're like – we're super um, encouraging, and I'm not Simon Cowell, you know, like, <laughs> my criticism is pretty nice, and we just give examples, like, we give examples, like, uh, one of the things I learned was a lot, we heard a couple times women say, I'm a vegan lover, or I only eat plant-based food, and I was like, you know what, even if you're passionate about that, keep that out because then a guy, it gets confusing and you want to keep it simple for a guy. A guy is going to be thinking like, can I ever eat red meat again if I, if I date this person? So certain things that we noticed that people were doing that it just didn't need to be included. We actually had a woman who was talking about being a, a new mom during her pitch and during her pitch, the baby started crying. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so we had a conversation like, this baby, she's dating with a baby. I did it. It can happen. And like you said, you said there's tons of guys out there who would love to m meet someone with a child. And so that was really interesting. I mean, the, it, the pitches are so interesting and it's so fun and people are like having the greatest time. So give us a tip. What would some of the tips be for say like a woman or let's start with a woman. What would a tip be to either to include or not to include within your 90-second pitch? Yeah, well, like I mentioned last night, you know, she should say something about what she what she's looking for in the man. Okay, yeah. She should say some things like that. You know, what type of characteristics does she want him to have? Uh, you know, some people uh, are really particular about the religious background of the person that they that they're looking for that's it's important to a lot of people you know so you might want to throw that in you know you might want to put that in there you know because uh if that's a, if that's a thing that you're looking for and someone that channels you and that's not you know what they're coming with then you're not going to want to proceed with that person you right. know because that's something that's very important to you in a mate 
So you should like put, you should include things, you know, make it fun because again, you know, dating is information and entertainment, you know, so put some fun stuff in there, but also put some essential information in there that you're looking for in the person that you're looking for. Right. Right. Put in your non-negotiables. Like if you're a dog person and you have to have a dog, then you should put dog lover. You should say that because if someone doesn't like cats or something like, don't be afraid. Tell it. You're not going to unlove dogs. If you're really a dog lover, then you can't fundamentally change that. And I think a lot of people are really afraid to put themselves out there and be honest about what lights them up in, in the world, what makes them happy. You know, mm. we had some people say, I love video games. I love uh, sushi. I love Hello Kitty. I love whatever. And it, you know, I love Scrabble. I, 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 I love Jeopardy. Like, who cares? Like, I really do love, I never win at Jeopardy. My boyfriend does, but like, I really do play that competitively with him every night, something we love to do. So I was a little late last night because our pitch room went too long. <laughs> but put the things you love to do. And what would your tip be for a man? What what to put uh, in? Uh, be, be honest. Be honest. Have good intentions. And be respectful. Those are the three tips for the guys. Be honest have good intentions, and be respectful. Okay. And I think people should be really open because you'll be surprised who you come across, surprised who you're drawn to, surprised who you really connect with. And, and I really would say, you know, be open. And so my last question today is about our new club. <laughs> and we are determined to blow this up. Yeah, I'm, I just want people to come in and look for something substantial. Just like, you know, and just like I mentioned to you when we came up with the title of the room of the club, it's like the movie Hitch. When the guy came to Hitch and was saying, you know, he wanted to get his services, and then he found out that the guy, he just wanted to sleep with the woman. He just wanted to have sex with her. So Hitch was like, look, this is not what I do. That's not, that's not what I do. You know what I'm saying? I set men and women up who actually, I set men up with women who actually like women, you know, who want a relationship with women, who wants a commitment. That's, that's what I want the room to be at. When people come in, don't come in with the mentality like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to find somebody that I can, you know, that I can have fun with. You know, instead of looking for someone that you can, you know, spend your life with or, you know, at least have some form of commitment to this individual. That's my hope for the room. And if people come in like that, then the room is going to the room is just going to be phenomenal because there are many, there are many, many people who are looking for that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There are many people that are looking for that. You know what I'm saying? So we you know, hopefully we're providing a safe space for them to come and express themselves, let people know that, you know what I'm saying, who might be interested and then see what happens. Right. So it's like an abbreviated eight-minute dating where you don't have to go awkwardly to some place, pay a bunch of money, and just have a, a humiliating experience. 
Like mm-hmm. this is fun. It's funny. It's a, like a really good time. And if you want to jump on stage and do your pitch or you just want to listen, you still have the opportunity to be in a room with a bunch of single people. And I know from the dating statistics that most people on these dating apps who are struggling, 70 to 80% of them want a long-term relationship. So most people want a long-term relationship. So that's who the club is for, people seeking long-term relationships, people open to finding love on Clubhouse and with us. And yeah, it's going to be... It's already been so much fun, Lewis. Don't you agree? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's yeah, so fun. Like I, you know, like I mentioned, we're still in the beta stage. You know, we're trying to make sure we develop it and, you know, make it better. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming along pretty it's well. coming along. So thank you so much for your time today and your inspiration. Where can people find you on social media, find you on Clubhouse, or find out more about your coaching? Okay, well, I have the Heart Matters Club on Clubhouse, so you can go there and uh, you'll find me there on, I haven't picked the second day, but I'll be there on Thursday. I'm going to try to do it twice a week, you know, but I have to pick another day, but you can go there and join that club. Uh, Just go to the website, that's the mall, as my first coach used to call it. All the stores in there is lewismorriscoaching.com, that's L-O-U-I-S. M-O-R-R-I-S, coaching.com. You'll find everything over there. You know, get your group back plan, uh, the relationship rescue plan with Lewis and Kelly. We're doing pre-dating, pre-marriage, post-marriage. All of that coaching is included in that. You can get one of us or both of us. It's up to you. You can talk about that on a consultation call. All the apparel, my books, all that stuff is available on Lewis Mars Coaching dot com so i encourage you to go over there or and yeah one more thing follow me on instagram because i'm giving out daily relationship tips and advice gotta help these couples and singles navigate the relationship realm so uh follow me on instagram lewis underscore morris underscore coaching awesome great well thank you so much lewis and follow our club the 92nd Hitch to get hitched and (laughs) more to follow. Well, thanks, Lewis. This was great. Yeah, thanks, Gary. I appreciate you having me on. I really do. Awesome. And for now, this week's Shot at Love tips, which are inspired by our guest, Lewis Morris. Number one. When writing your bio or doing a 90-second pitch, don't be afraid to be memorable. You'll stand out more if you use colorful details when describing yourself and the things you like to do. Number two, take a chance on something new and download the Clubhouse app. You'll be amazed the connections you can make. Number three, follow the club on Clubhouse, the 90-second pitch to get hitched because what do you have to lose? I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. Remember to stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. And if you like this show, please leave a five-star review. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.